to the Off the Rails podcast, a deep dive into dynasty, death, and other degenerate forms of fantasy football. Please welcome your hosts, Ben and James. Off the Rails podcast, talking about what a fucking football on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Off the Rails podcast. I am one of your hosts, James, here with my fellow degenerate, Ben. How are you doing today, Ben? I'm doing great, James. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm really excited here to be covering our back end of the second round, rankings 19 through 24. We're going to be covering those on today's podcast. For our previous rankings, 1 through 18, Please listen to the three previous episodes of this podcast. Uh, one through six were covered in episode 101. Seven through 12 were covered in episode 102. And then our uh, top half of the second round, uh, 13 through 18, were just covered in the last podcast. Ben, anything to add here before we get going on our uh, 19 through 24 rankings? James, I have I have up to this point thoroughly enjoyed going through these rankings with you and doing it in this whole surprise format where we kind of prepare independently and then get together to discuss it on the podcast has been uh, a lot of fun. Uh, the most fun way we've probably done it. Uh, it's been a lot harder, but uh, enjoyable, super enjoyable. So I'm I'm excited to I'm excited to finish off the second round here. And um, I feel like you should have the honors of kicking us off with your number 19. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's worth saying I've, uh, so I've enjoyed this also. Um, it's also been, I mean, it's been a, a new, a new practice for me, you know, for, for both of us, we've, we've gone through these rankings together uh, very rarely this early. And, um, when we have done it this early, it's been together where there's a little mind meld. There's a little, there's a little back and forth and there's, there's a lot less making the other for other person feel like an idiot for, uh, for where they have a person ranked. Um, that's been one of, one of the joys and also, you know, one of the things I'll cry about later tonight. So, um, either way, uh, I'm excited to kick this thing off here, uh, with at- just, just one of the things you're going to cry about later on tonight. Yes, I mean, you, you know, we both know I'm a very emotional person, so uh, it's, there, it's okay. It's there, okay. There, there, there will be other things I cry about. Um, okay. Well, the listeners are not here for this, so anyway, <laughs> no, they're here for your number nineteen. At uh, at number nineteen, I have Keyshawn Vaughn, running back, Vanderbilt, James. At number 19, I have Keyshawn Vaughn, running back, Vanderbilt. Oh, okay. So we had talked about in the last podcast, please, listeners, go back and listen. Um, discrepancies in the number of running backs we had here in the second round. Uh, it, it's it's funny that that we both landed with, with Keyshawn Vaughn here at 19. Uh, he's, only, he's only one of two running backs that you have in the second round, correct? He is only one of two running backs that we have in the second round. And uh, yeah, I, you and I determined before the start of this podcast that out of the six remaining guys, there's going to be three guys that each of us have 
that we've already discussed in one of one of the previous podcasts. And uh, you know, there's three guys that we each are going to have that are new new guys. I am curious to see how many of those guys overlap. This is now one 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 for three. So I know. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into my evaluation here and then, and then we'll let you just kind of like tack on, um, tack on your feelings here. So sounds great. Uh, 510 218. I mean, that's, you know, that's NFL running back size. So that that's exciting to see good vision, explosive. He makes people miss in the open field. He's hard to bring down. What I really loved was his lateral speed. So the way that he was able to move side to side um, was really impressive. And then on top of that, he is a great pass catcher. Um, he played on a bad team, like really, I mean, his entire career. I mean, at Illinois before and then uh, ending at Vanderbilt. So um, that was uh, a little bit unfortunate for him. But overall, his production, his two years at Vanderbilt were great. I mean, his junior year, he ran for over 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns and averaged 7.9 yards per carry. Um, just great. This year, uh, scaled down a little bit on the rushing, but he got more opportunities in the receiving game, uh, which which were exciting to see from him. So he's somebody I'm uh, I'm really excited about with being able to have the size to be able to take the hits in the NFL. And um, and really checks a lot of the boxes for me as as a prospect. Um, anything that you want to add there? Yeah, man. I he checks a lot of the boxes for me too. I uh, he's he's got awesome speed kind of across the board. I mean, his game speed is great. He hits the hole fast and hard. Um, he actually kind of reminds me. I put down here as a comp. He reminds me of Kenyon Drake a little bit uh, when he played at Alabama. Uh, he's got some of like the similar. Um, straight line weapon kind of going on. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, able to cut guys up when he's in space. Uh, he's not going to like be a banger inside. And that was like a little bit unfortunate. Like at 5'11, 218, you kind of hope that he would be a little bit more of like a physical runner. And he's not. I mean, I, that's not to say necessarily he couldn't get more physical. Um, certainly he has the size to do it. But uh, I think he's going to be fast. And I think that if he is as fast as I think he's going to be, he's going to end up climbing up draft boards. But I've got him down as like something like a four-four-three with a thirty-six-inch vertical. Yeah. I, I I do think he is he is very quick. You want to know who he uh, who I comped him to? Who kind of uh, through this process? And it was somebody who was pretty divisive in in pre-draft. Uh, it was it was Carry On Johnson? Carry On. So I saw a lot of the same. Um, he's fast side to side on. movement ability to get outside, uh, not going between the tackles a little bit of like, are we sure this is going to translate? But I mean, carry on really was able to do it with, with his size and, and ability. And, uh, and I think, uh, Keyshawn like had even better tape than, than carry on did coming out, but just from the, the way they move laterally, which is what really excites me about, about Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, that's, that's where, uh, what I saw and, and where like carry on really excelled, um, also in the combine drills. And I think that that's like when, when, when Keyshawn shows up to Indy and actually throws down those combine drills, 
Um, he's he's going to put down numbers I guess too. that are going to shoot him up draft boards. I, I think so, too. In a way that we probably have him too, too low. low. I agree with that. Once, once, once Indy is done because of his size and then the numbers that he's probably going to throw down. And then also, dude, I mean, this guy went to Illinois and Vanderbilt. Like, those are good institutions. He's clearly, like, an intelligent person to be able to play at both of those places, too. And uh, and so I think that, yeah, even at 19, we both probably have him too low, and, and he's probably going to be somebody that's going to rise throughout this process. Yeah. And again, especially when we start talking about the, the kind of lack of quality running backs once you get past that initial batch of guys, um, I, you know, I, get that, I think that's going to be another thing when you, get, when you talk about actual rookie drafts that is going to start driving up his price tag. Um, and yeah, like if we were talking about a scenario where he ends up in the early second round or something along those lines, I don't know that either of us would be like shocked by that. So no, not at all. Honestly, if he was the, uh, the fifth, fifth, sixth running back off the board, fifth or sixth, like, I mean, this is a guy that like, if he, depending on where he gets drafted and where he lands, like, so draft capital and where he lands up, like what opportunity he lands in. This is, yeah, it's somebody who could sneak into the, the early second round, if not even the late first round. Like, that's not out of the question um, for him. Again, it, it's, it's not out of the question. If he goes day two and it's a good opportunity, he's, he's somebody who, will, who would slide in to, uh, into the late first round of, of drafts um, for, for teams. So um, he's, he's a really exciting prospect. And uh, and and I I can't wait to see what happens. You want to play a fun game, James? Sure. Where would Keyshawn Vaughn go in rookie drafts if he was drafted by the Chiefs in let's say like the fourth round? <sighs> Good lord. Um. So like rankings and ADP are different conversations, right? But. And it depends on where everybody else lands, but he's a first round pick, dude. If he goes to the Chiefs in the fourth round, oh, for sure, for sure, he's a first round pick. The question is, how high is he? How high does he go in the first round? I don't know, dude. You got to talk landing spots. People are going to get crazy with it, dude. You got to get crazy with landing spots for everybody else. There's so much talent, but people are people are going to get crazy with it. You're also you're also talking like our home leagues too. And uh, you know, I'm not even talking about our home leagues. I'm talking about like every league. Everybody is like. Yeah, super jazz to to snag whatever running back the Chiefs sure, draft but this year. The Chiefs, if they do the draft Chiefs running back situation this year though was really frustrating for fantasy owners. Like I don't, I guess you know, assuming a guy drafted in the fourth round to the Chiefs, like that that, that, that he takes over it. But I mean, you know, we just saw okay. what Damian Williams Fa- did in the fair. Super Bowl. I mean, you you what know, if, okay, you, what you if could run into round? like some committee bullshit that you just don't want to deal with. Sure. I mean, the higher obviously the higher they go, the less likely you are to be dealing with some committee bullshit. So let's say third round. Yeah, man, that's a top ten pick for sure. Um, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I again, you know, you got to talk landing spots for everybody else, but that's that's somebody that immediately vaults themselves into the like into the conversation where, and and you know, you get into the first round of rookie drafts too, especially like. Landing spot dictates a lot of that, like talent and landing spot. Like you always want talent to win out, but like landing spot can be a deciding factor. And you you can run into a thing with in the first round where there are ranges for guys that are acceptable, right? 
and we we see this a lot in, in 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 the rookie drafts that we participate in, where somebody may take somebody on the higher end of that range that you think is acceptable, but still, it's not a not a pick that you can fault. Like and and so he's somebody who could climb as high into the into the top half of the first round. He could be a top a top six pick in that situation. That if somebody took him there, I would have I would have no problem with that. Um, and and so that's that's really yeah you're you're throwing out a situation that that I wasn't prepared for at all. But um, that's fine. Yeah, I think I think you answered it admirable admirably. I. Uh... I did. It's it's a tough call, but like one way or another, I think that yes, it's a foregone conclusion here that if, if like any of these running backs are going to the Chiefs, especially if it's any of these guys that we have discussed up to this point, uh, I think there would be a tremendous amount of demand for that guy. It's uh, and we'd see him like just rocking up boards. It's also so funny. And again, please, listeners, go listen to the last the last few podcasts, especially the last one. How much we have differed on player rankings and then all of a sudden we're both landing on him at 19 like what is that yeah that's good <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's I, I don't know we, we, we couldn't have, we couldn't play that out better but that's that's kind of the way that it works right like sometimes you just you just kind of land at a guy in a place you know associated with with the rankings that you have so 100 man all right well do you want to do your your 20 i mean i guess that was your 19 my twenty was Devin Duvernay, so <laughs> like who who I will I'll start finding ways to get to get higher. I will. You should. But. You should. Um, shame on you. Uh, my twenty is Brian Edwards, and I should probably find ways to get higher on him too. Yeah, you probably should. So you probably should. Um, so that's you know that's unfortunate for the listeners. Again, listen to the last podcast one hundred three, uh, where we covered our our thirteen through eighteen. We hit we hit both of those guys there. Uh, they were there were there were two guys that um, one was was divisive, the other one was uh, emphatic, and uh, and and one of the people on this podcast should be embarrassed with uh, with how much further down they had the person than the other. I'll let you decide on on on. You're on being incredibly vague, and I'm sure you're the person that should be embarrassed in this scenario. That's it's probably true. It's probably true. <laughs> All right, so let's let's hear your number twenty one. So at twenty one, I have Lynn Bowden. Okay, wide receiver, sort of athlete, Kentucky. Ben, James, how do you feel about Lynn Bowden? I have feelings for Lynn Bowden, but it's we're not serious. No. Yeah, I, he's not my top twenty four. Okay. Again, this guy like re- reeks of a James player with all of his like kick returning and punt returning and wildcat shit. So I understand it. I you obviously are going to be the person to pitch him, and I uh, let's hear it. So in this last season, we'll we'll just start there. So I'm I'm going to rattle off a few numbers, and, and then I'll get to the actual evaluation. So he played a weird uh, sort of wildcat quarterback for a portion of this season. So Ben, I encourage you to pull this this player's like profile up on on uh, College Football Reference because it's uh, it's, it's no, dude, his stats are fun. I mean, it's a, it's he, a sight to see. So so yeah. in 2018, which was the season that he broke out, he had 67 receptions for 745 yards, five touchdowns. 
this year in this weird wildcat role that he was in. He had 185 rushing attempts for almost 1,500 yards at, again, 7.9 yards per rush, 13 touchdowns. He also caught 30 receptions for 348 yards and another touchdown, passed for 403 yards and three touchdowns, and then also returned both kicks and punts in different portions of games. In the years before that, he had mostly been an athlete. I mean, that was what he was recruited as, the guy that um, is very versatile, that they just found ways to get the football into his hands. He's obviously a very different player than LaVishka Chenault, but there was very oh similar at Kentucky. Don't even and, bring up LaVishka Chenault. I mean, dude, so again, very, very different players, but they just at Kentucky were looking for ways to get this guy the football. Okay, I get um, what you're saying. He, uh, he has incredible vision, ability in the open field. This guy profiles as a wide receiver in the NFL, I think. I don't, I don't really know. All I know is that I want this guy on my fantasy team. I love this dude. dude I, don't know, James, I don't know where he's going to get drafted. Team, your fantasy team is going to be like all-world special teams. And you're gonna have a bunch of guys. If you you play like, I feel like your your list would be best structured for a t like a league that did punt and kick return yardage. We we're, we're in one of those leagues. Well, yeah, I know, actually. but that's you you do realize that's not what we're ranking with these rankings, right? I do, I do. Okay. I I think, and a lot of NFL evaluators, this is something that they point out too: kick and punt return value like what they've done like that shows ability in space uh, i agree that no, shows, I agree with these that principles. shows versatility for players that um again are not going to be maybe like super high drafted like i you know and it creates opportunities for these guys to get on teams and show their value and then ultimately be able to get the better the better role later on um there have been a lot of like really talented players that because they won't do special teams. They eventually wash out of the league because yeah. because they're they're unwilling to do that. And and I think that Lynn Lynn Bowden um, is somebody dude. He's so versatile. He's not a Taysom Hill. I think he's going to be a running or uh, going to be a wide receiver. Whatever team that drafts him is going to find a way to get him the football. And I think he's going to do a good job once he gets it. So I know that this is like. Way off the beach. This is a path. huge projection. I well look, it's not that Lynn Bowden isn't going to be in this conversation. He'll be in my third round because he is a very talented athlete. Um, and like, yeah, the fact that he did all these versatile things makes him very, very interesting. Um, but also again, from like a fantasy projection standpoint, this is another one of those guys where it's like you and I are gonna differ here, where it's like I yeah, I don't view him as a archetype. Well, okay, I don't view him as a guy with a position right now. And it's like you say he'll get drafted into the NFL as a wide receiver. And like, that's kind of the projection I have also, but like, dude, that is a, like a major project projection, you know, most likely wide receiver is not like so easy that you're going to be able to sit there and go from and whatever. I, again, it's not that he doesn't have any experience, but you know, there's a huge difference between being a full-time wide receiver and doing what he, what he was doing. So we'll, we'll see. 
I, 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 I don't dislike him. Like I said, he'll be, he'll be in my third round, but I, yeah. I've, I think there's guys that are more, more like polished for their position kind of players that, that I've got at least on the list here. Um, but I could, I could see, I could see why you like him, especially you. I could see why you like him. Okay. All right. Always, always got to uh, get a jab in on the compliment. Uh, so it wasn't a jab. It was a jab. <laughs> All right. So who do you have at 21? This is so funny because this is going to feel like another jab. This is a guy you probably forgot that I've not listed yet, but at 21, I have KJ Hamler from Penn State. Okay. I, uh, that was the sound of disappointment. Hey, look, you, uh, all I asked was that you watch the tape and, uh, and we disagree. So having him at, uh, at, at 21 is, uh, is, is disappointing, uh, but mostly for you. Okay. So James remind the listeners where you had KJ Hamler ranked and what, what episode that was that we had discussed him. It was episode two. And I yeah. had him at my uh, number ten overall prospect. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, and dude, whatever. Maybe I'm doing him dirty by being at twenty one. Clearly, I am lower than consensus on him. Um, Way more lower. so than, than more so than you are higher on uh, than consensus on him. I, uh, and, and for the record, when when I when I put him at ten, it was when consensus was about where you're at now. Uh, things have changed over the last few weeks to where. He, he's 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 vaulted into that one you know one two turn range, um, but yeah, you're you're definitely a little little below at this point. That's okay. Um, I you know uh, m- most of and we'll we'll refer people back to the previous podcast for you know what what your thoughts on him were, but I I I I do think he's a fast player. I think that is that is the main thing of interest here. Um, his size is like a major concern for me, obviously that, I mean, I had mentioned that, uh, you know, when we first talked about him and like that, that is, that's, that's like still the thing here, like five, nine, one seventy four is a, and I know you talk like Hollywood Brown or whatever, but they're like different, they're different players. I, I don't see nearly as much of that special, special sauce. And I am concerned that he is not actually like as fast as I think you think he is. I mean, I'm curious how how fast you think KJ Hamler is. Just out of curiosity, um, four threes. Sure, but like, what, like high, low, low to mid, low to mid. Yeah, I think he's going to be more like, yeah, mid high to high kind of thing. I, and so it's like, and that's not that that guy's not fast and couldn't be still a weapon in the NFL. Three cone though. No, he might have a good three cone. I mean, dude, I again, this is all subject to change to to some to new information right so if if he blazes a combine and stuff like that or if he weighs in at more than this 174 um you know i i i i could i could definitely change he'll, he's a guy i'll probably end up changing my mind on i'm sure i will start hearing other people's reasoning for it and you know so shift, basically shift mind, but as of right now my my opinion your reasoning was not, was, was not enough <laughs> I, I that sounded like when you frame it that way, yeah, you make me sound like a dick. But um, what what about Mel Kiper having him in his top thirty-two? Uh, what does that guy know? Which which came out after I put him in my top ten. Just FYI. All right, dude. All right, 
I, we get it. We get it. You're a KJ Hamler guy. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily want to put myself as a KJ Hamler guy. No, that's who you I are think, now. You're the KJ Hamler guy. I, th- I think I think putting putting him at, at 21 is is disrespectful. But um, I want to have we, a KJ Hamler bet so bad, but I don't know what it would be. Tell me. I don't know what it would be. He's top. He's a top fifty pick. I'll say off the top of my head right now. Yeah, I mean, top 50 pick. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like doing that, though, because for me, it's not necessarily about where an NFL team will take him because, like, you know, for me, he is the definition of one of those, you know, better in in real life than fantasy type of players where it's like if, if he does have this lid lifting kind of capability and things like that, yes, that, that'll be great and teams will want to have a piece of that or whatever, but I'm, I'm like definitely concerned that like the the size is going to be an an issue. Uh, I mean, dude, yeah. So I, I watched I watched him in the Ohio State game. He looked he looked pretty good throughout most of that game and made like a few big plays, including like the last play of the game. But like in that last play of the game, he got hit and just like knocked the fuck out. And it was one of those things. Where it was like, yeah, I was even saying something to Tim ahead of time. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm surprised this guy has not gotten like destroyed yet. And then like literally moments later, I was like, oh. oh Okay, there it is. I and it's like I I, I envision that being an a, a like ongoing recurring issue for him at the next level. Um, I, again, I you know we could point to a few extreme examples of guys that have just come into the league who really have yet to put together a, a like like long body of work. You know, as far as success stories go for this particular like player size archetype. Otherwise, it's like I, yet to be proven in my mind. And yeah, I still am like hesitant to sit there and. And like like vault these guys up super duper high in the rankings. So I mean, I, again, this is mostly to say that like even if I start coming around on him, I dude, I'm probably not going to end up with any sh- shares of of KJ Hamler. So it you know is what it is. Twenty one. No disrespect to KJ Hamler. I, I think I think he looks like but, an interesting prospect. But and, and I and I may not end up with uh, any shares of him either. I just wanted to be in it uh, right in advance in advance of others. Way early. Sure. Way early. Sure. Okay. So uh so that's 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 twenty one. At at twenty two I have Joe Burrow. So we already covered him in the last podcast. Again, please go back and listen to uh episode one oh three covering thirteen through eighteen. Ben, who do you have at twenty two? I've got a G G. Son of a bitch. That for the uninitiated is Antonio Gandy Golden. I am uh, at twenty four. Do you? I do. Well, I uh, I think you you and I both like him. Um, small school guy. I mean, played played at Liberty F- FBS. Like you know, so there's this is like the huge caveat with it. And honestly, James, I'm I, I'm sure you will echo this, but it's like it makes watching the tape a little challenging sometimes because you need to like constantly be reminding yourself that it's like these guys that he's playing against aren't very good at football, you know? Yeah, they're, they're, they're basically high schoolers. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's like this guy's 6'4", 220, like all full-grown man. I mean, like he's incredibly long. Another one of these guys that has like an insane wingspan. And uh, I like, 
uses it to like amazing effect. He's able to high point the ball in pretty much any situation, even with like multiple guys draped over him. He could extend it out from his body and just like reach so far away that like it doesn't really matter where the defenders are on him. He'll have like a shot at most footballs. Um, like that is really honestly what makes him the most interesting is is that catch radius and um, the way he looks out there. He does look he looks athletic for a guy of that size. Um, I mean, he is also huge and like he was dragging all kinds of guys around after the catch, um, in the games that I watched, he does. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to judge these guys in, in the, in the lower divisions. Um, but it's like, when you do look at them, you know, one of the things you want to look for is like, do they dominate the lower level competition? It's like, yeah, man, he, he like shit all over these guys routinely and, I, I think that he could be an exciting prospect, although like always you, you've also got to assume that there's the chance that there may need to be like some kind of a, a transitionary period. That's, that's longer than the average guy when you're, when you're looking at a prospect like this. So thoughts. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so I echo a lot of, a lot of those thoughts, like his production was insane. Competition is a concern just into the NFL, but we've seen others succeed, including like Preston Williams last season yeah um size is incredible his hands are amazing like you know batting the ball to himself regularly again you're not going to do that against nfl corners but like the way that he like is able to do that is impressive is i feel like a special talent like i don't know why he didn't transfer to a d1 school like can can you can you like why has he not made that's like a, a really great question and like i wonder i wonder this oftentimes when we're looking at these guys, these types of guys from the small schools, is it's like, at what point were you, were you like sitting here dominating this competition? Like, did it not occur to you that maybe it would make sense for you to finish your college career at a D1 school? You know, and, and again, D1 is not right because he plays technically in D1, but, you know, a, a major conference. Yeah. No. Um, um, and maybe it's program loyalty or maybe it's whatever. I don't know. Um, I think but, he's legit though, and if he had been at any other like real D one school, he would be significantly higher. I agree. On, on, I, on and again, at this point, he's a guy I'm interested to get some measurements on. I don't think he's tremendously fast. I had him as probably like a high four or five guy, like a four five seven or eight. But like, I do think he's 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 pretty explosive for someone his size. You know, maybe a thirty six vertical or something like that. So, but again. I, I, I want to see the numbers because it's it's especially hard to grade that kind of stuff when you're watching them run against slower people, you know? No, oh, 100%. So, All right. So... We've got a 23. I have Zach Moss at 23. Oof. Who's your yep. Um Zach Moss we talked about, by the way, in the last episode uh, where I had him all the way up at 15. My 23 and, is... And hold on, hold on. Circling back and, real and. quick. We had an Eno Benjamin, Zach Moss bet associated with uh, with how far off both of us are on, on those two prospects. So Yeah, a, a completely undefined terms to be determined bet about, you know, Zach Moss and Eno a Benjamin. Bet, a bet nonetheless, though. <laughs> okay. Um, so my 23, I have Denzel Mims from Baylor. 
Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited to hear. I'm. I'm excited to hear about this guy. I. Uh, yeah. I don't have him in my top twenty-four, but you know we're we're getting at the back end of this here, so um, would would love to hear what we you have are. to say. Do you, I I like really liked watching Denzel Mims actually, and I'm I'm curious I'm curious to hear other other people's opinions on him now that I've like kind of gone through this process myself because I thought he was like a really natural looking player. Um, you know everything everything he was kind of doing looked looked pretty effortless and. I mean, he's a big guy at 6'3", 215, um, looks, looks like a solid athlete. I mean, you know, dominated with jump balls. Um, he, he looks like a guy that has got like, like a little bit of that, that special it factor, like a little bit of that gamer to him. Um, I thought his, his routes were pretty decent for a guy his size. He's got great like field awareness and ball tracking and, um, I thought I just thought he was a smooth player, and I I am curious to get more into him, and, and and again like kind of hear and find out other people's opinions on him. I you know I don't think he's like a all world athlete or anything like that, but like I think he's a plus athlete. I I've got him at like maybe like a four or five, and like a thirty six vertical. Um, I think I think he's a really interesting guy. Yeah. No. Um. So I I, I liked Mims. He's another guy who uh, I guess had a, had a really good senior bowl. And uh, has been a climber for uh, for NFL teams too. Um, his size is incredible. Um, you know, in that Baylor offense, like what routes do they really run? You know, that that kind of stuff is 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 difficult. But from like a size perspective, he's you know he's legit. And uh, but he kind of fits that 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 tall, lanky build that I'm you know a little concerned about. Yeah, um, no, it's it's the build that I I'm like all about. I'll be interested to see what he runs. Does he and 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 you know if if anything in the short area if you know if his three cone is is remotely reasonable, um, but uh, but I I mean he's somebody who's going to get drafted, and he's definitely somebody who I uh, who I'll be looking at in the third round. Sweet. Well, you know my twenty four, I is I had Brandon Ayuk there so. I guess it's down to your 24, which is a G G. So AGG. Yeah. Well, we have uh, reached the end of our I feel, I've, top two rounds mm-hmm. of the rookie draft. I feel like it's a good time, James, to recap maybe both of our respective one through 24s. I agree. Why don't you go ahead and start? My number one overall player was DeAndre Swift. Number two, I had Jonathan Taylor. Number three, C.D. Lamb. Number four, J.K. Dobbins. Number five, Cam Akers. Number six, Jerry Judy. Number seven, T. Higgins. At eight, I had Henry Ruggs. Nine, LaVisca Chenault. Ten, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 11, Jalen Rager, 12, Justin Jefferson, 13, Tyler Johnson, 14, Brian Edwards, 15, Zach Moss, 16, Joe Burrow, 17, Tua Tagovailoa, 18, Michael Pittman Jr., 19, Keyshawn Vaughn, 20, Devin Duvernay, 21, KJ Hamler, 22, Antonio Gandy-Golden. 
23 Denzel Mims and 24 Brandon Ayuk. And for me, at one, I had Jonathan Taylor, two J.K. Dobbins, three DeAndre Swift, four Cam Akers, five Jerry Judy, six Henry Ruggs, seven Lavishka Chenault, eight Clyde Edwards Hilaire, nine C.D. Lamb, ten K.J. Hamler, eleven Jalen Rager. 12, T. Higgins, 13, Eno Benjamin, 14, Justin Jefferson, 15, Brandon Ayuk, 16, Tyler Johnson, 17, Devin Duvernay, 18, Anthony McFarland, 19, Keyshawn Vaughn, 20, Brian Edwards, 21, Lynn Bowden Jr., 22, Joe Burrow, 23, Zach Moss, and 24, Antonio Gandy-Golden. Nice job, James. We made it. We're two we rounds it. in. We made it through. Two rounds in. Um, I feel like I feel like when we get to the third round here, we'll probably try to crush that out in one episode and maybe not cover the rest of these guys as in-depth as we've gone through the first two rounds. But um, it's They're, been fun so far. Yeah, it, it has been. Uh, please listeners look back at the other episodes that we, that we have put out, uh, episodes one through three that cover those, uh, the first 18 picks, um, please rate, subscribe and review the show so that we can hear from you, the listener, uh, find ways to improve as a podcast and continue to, uh, provide you good content, um, Please look forward to the next episode where we work through all of round three and then forthcoming episodes associated with um, uh, drafting strategy, dynasty team building strategy, and then anything post combine where we're actually going to do updates to our rankings. Thank you all for listening to Off the Rails. Peace out.